I'm Jake Thompson, and this is the Better Than Yesterday podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Better Than Yesterday podcast. My name is Jake Thompson, and I'm excited that you're here. If it's your first week joining the show, welcome. If it's your 10th or 40th week, welcome back. I'm excited to be here in your ears, pumping out some positive motivation and actionable tips that you can apply to your life to compete to be better than yesterday. I'm excited today to welcome CrossFit Games Regionals athlete, Megan Benzik. Unlike a number of athletes that compete in the CrossFit Games, the Regionals, and the Open, Megan was diagnosed with lupus at the age of 12 and has spent her athletic career dealing with that autoimmune disease. But she hasn't let it stop her, and she's even more determined in 2018 to take that next step to the CrossFit Games. Hear her story this week as she tells you what it's like knowing that you're at a disadvantage going into a competition and how she's been committed to being the victor and not the victim of her life story. Without further ado, I'm excited to welcome to the show, Meg Benzik. Meg, welcome to the show. How are you today? Good. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking some time out to hop on the Better Than Yesterday podcast. I would love if you could give us a quick introduction to yourself for everyone listening uh, so they can get a little bit of an idea of who you are, and then we're just going to dive right in. Okay. Uh, yeah, my name is Megan Benzik. Um, I currently coach CrossFit and train and compete in the sport of CrossFit as well. Uh, recently moved to Arizona from Chicago so I could further um, so I could make it further in the sport, I guess. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. I love it. I love it. So how long have you been, uh, how long have you been CrossFitting? I started CrossFit back in 2011, actually. So it's been a while. (laughs) You, uh, and unlike a lot of people that, you know, have been competing, uh, at the CrossFit games and, and open and regional, you have quite a unique story, uh, because you were diagnosed as a teenager with lupus, right? Correct. How? Yeah, when I was 12 years old, actually. So so tell me a little bit about that. What, one, how was that as a kid receiving that news? And then how did that instantly impact your life? And, and maybe before we get started, can you educate us a little bit on what lupus is? Uh, yes. Lupus is an autoimmune disease. So your body makes antibodies against itself. Um, so there are other autoimmune diseases out there where it's usually targeted towards one specific organ or one specific thing. And lupus is kind of, I have systemic lupus, so it literally can attack any part of my body. Um, so what does that look like kind of on, how does that impact your day-to-day life or, or perhaps your training workout life? Uh, it's been a long journey since I was diagnosed. I've made a lot of trial and error, figuring out what works, what doesn't work. Um, right now, the biggest thing that affects me is fatigue. Um, and then I train five hours a day. Um, so that makes it hard, (laughs) of course. (laughs) Yeah, Um, that's, uh, that's interesting from a fatigue standpoint. So you obviously have to monitor not only your output, but your recovery quite a bit more than say the average normal athlete would have to do. Right. Right. Recovery is huge. I have to sleep. I try to sleep like 10 hours a night if I can. So I'll go to bed extra early when I have to wake up early because, um, yeah, that's a make or break for me on the day, the next day. 
So, okay, so let's flash back to when you were a teenager. You got the diagnosis. You know, for a lot of people, I think they would ball up um, and go the opposite route of what you did. But you kind of plunged at that point really into the health and fitness space, right, and and working out and being active. What what about that made you want to go that way? Um. So before I was diagnosed, it was actually my mom had a huge influence on me because um, she was getting into working out and I would go with her to Lifetime Fitness. And there was a sign that said you couldn't go upstairs until you were 12. <laughs> so I really wanted a gym membership for my birthday. So she ended up getting me that for my birthday. Um, I was actually diagnosed, uh, I think, three months after my birthday. Um, and it didn't, I don't think I fully understand, understood the whole concept of what was happening, which I think was good because then as I grew up, I was able to kind of grasp everything. Um, so at first for me, it was just like, okay, I'm going to have to deal with this my whole life. Um, I'm going to do exactly what the doctor tells me to. I'm going to take my medicine, like try to stay out of the sun, things like that. Uh, and then my mom really played a huge part in making sure I was going to the gym with her. So there'd be days where I would wake up and be really sore and not want to get out of bed and that, like everything just hurt. Um, and she would kind of make me go and just tell me to walk on the treadmill. And by doing that, I found that I actually felt better when I would go to the gym. Um, so she kind of helped me form that really good routine from the start. And then I would randomly research things. And then, you know, nutrition is a huge part of it. So I'd kind of pull pieces from that as well. And so far it's been going pretty well. <laughs> I, uh, and how old are you now? 27. 27. Okay. So 15 years of it. I, I love yeah. the fact that, that your mom kind of got you involved with it early. Mm-hmm. This, and so this may be a curveball of a question, but was there ever a point throughout that process that you were, you were almost like I don't want to go work out. I don't like you were almost resentful uh, to your mom for making you go work out until you started to see the effects that you were feeling better, that you were able to deal with it a little bit better. Or were you always just like, whatever you say, like I'll do what needs to be done. Uh, when I was first diagnosed, uh, it took her a bit to get me to go because everything hurt. And so it didn't make sense to me that I had to move and then I would be really tired. Um, I would say it was more, like freshman year in college where it was more just like I was more into hanging out with my friends and probably wasn't going to the gym as much as I should. So I kind of went through that phase, but I wouldn't say I ever resented her or hated going to the gym. It was just like I was being a teenager and kind of doing what I wanted to do type of thing. So as, um, as we all were at one point in our life. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so going from just going to the gym, doing activity to getting more involved with say CrossFit how did that come about? Where did you dive into kind of that community and, and lifestyle of CrossFit? Uh, so I never played any sports growing up. Um, I tried gymnastics freshman year in high school. I had like a floor routine from hell and that was just not good. <laughs> um, it took me a long time to grasp coordination. Um, but I actually got really sick sophomore year in high school to where I was out of school for two months. I was in the hospital for a long time. Um, so I came out of that pretty weak. Uh, my mom was looking to get a personal trainer. So again, she was there to kind of help get me back going with it. So she hired a personal trainer to work with both of us. And while working with him, he made me realize that working out could be more fun than I thought. He was looking back. He was definitely more into functional fitness, but it was before CrossFit actually started. Um, so it was stuff like that. 
And after working with him, I decided I wanted to be a personal trainer. So straight out of high school, I got certified as a personal trainer and went that route. Um, so I had a friend introduce me to CrossFit. Um, yeah, around 2011. So. Okay, so you got in at that point, and then you started coaching people as well and, and training people in addition to not only just loving the sport and diving into it yourself. Mm-hmm. What do you love most about that training aspect? Uh, well, the personal training, like, the best thing, I remember every client that told me specifically that I changed their life for the better. And there's like nothing better than that. Um, so going into CrossFit, coaching one class for an hour, I could influence 12 people as opposed to one person. And just being part of that bigger community was something I really liked. So I pretty much got certified. I want to say it was like six months after I started CrossFit and went straight into that. So I just absolutely like love being able to coach so many people. Oh, I love it. And you, yeah. I mean, you definitely just dove right in. Yeah, I was hooked right away. <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously, you know, diving in from there, you became more serious about CrossFit in terms of competing. And so what drew you to that aspect to where a lot of people, perhaps in your shoes, if they're struggling with, you know, lupus or, there, or there's something else in their life that they would automatically consider a disadvantage and they're like, well, you know, there's not really a shot. I'm not going to put myself out there in that regard. You very much did and and dove into taking that sport more seriously. What from a mindset standpoint prompted you to go that route? And, and then from a personal experience standpoint, learning the ropes, going against individuals who aren't dealing with the fatigue issues you are, what was that like? Um, so that was one thing that got me into CrossFit was watching the CrossFit games. Uh, I think it was the 2010 games and that made me want to join as well, kind of seeing what it was really about. Um, and I just have always had the mindset that if they could do it, why can't I? Uh, and as I started, I would just, I mean, I've constantly been progressing since I've started. It's been slow. And there were times where like looking back, I wish I would have gotten an individual coach a little bit earlier. But I mean, you learn from it. So I jumped around programs for a while. So that's one reason why it's been so long. Um, but in general, I've constantly progressed. So I feel like now it's like I just need to see how far I can go with it. And since I've been learning a lot about nutrition and dialing that in and making sure I'm like monitoring my recovery and all of that, um, I've been able to keep up with the training, which has been a fear of mine in the past is am I going to hit a point where I can't keep up with the training? Um, and so far it hasn't been a problem. So I'm just going to keep going and see how far I can take it really. I love it. It's amazing yeah. how much our nutrition impacts so much more than just our physical appearances in terms of how our bodies operate and, and how they, they work. And, and so obviously hearing your story is a, a prime example of your body's able to function, recover and be better because you're so dialed in on that. Nutrition, obviously, there's a million things out there from, you know, if it fits your macros to paleo to um, slow carb to a million different nutritional formats. How many, how long was it for you in terms of testing, trying what works best with your body before you're able to find this current nutrition path uh, that seems to your body seem to respond to best? Um, it was a lot of research. So you look up autoimmune diseases and kind of see 
like what's going to show up. So like the first thing was cutting out gluten and I absolutely loved eating like loaves of bread all the time, spaghetti. <laughs> that was just like what I would do. So I was like, okay, I got to give that up. So it was slow taking that out. Um, I used to eat Greek yogurt all, all the time. And I noticed that every time I would eat it at night, I would wake up and my hands would be a little bit swollen in the morning. And that's actually like one sign that I know things are kind of active. So it was just like, got to a point where I was like, all right, I'll take it out of my diet and see. So it was probably like elimination diet, just figuring out what works for me, what doesn't. More recently, I've even done a food sensitivity test and found out there were a couple things I was eating on a daily basis that were still affecting me and taking those out. Now I've noticed a big difference. Um, I do count my macros to make sure I'm eating enough to sustain training and make sure I'm recovering. Um, so that's been huge. So I did jump around a lot. Um, but I would say now is like, yeah, I've learned from all of that. So I, um, you know, one of the things I've always loved about you and just who you are as an individual has a lot to do with your attitude and attitude, in my opinion, is one of the biggest assets that an individual, an athlete, a competitor, not only in sport, but in life can have and, and maintaining that positive attitude despite circumstances outside of our control. And there's mm -hmm. a lot of things in your life uh, from work to lupus uh, to, you know, even from competition standpoint, they're outside of your control, yet you continue to have a smile on your face and pressing forward. What or why should I say, have you never had a at least openly, why me victim type approach? And you, you very much seem like the individual that has a victor approach versus a victim approach. Has that always been the case or is it something more recent in life? Um, yeah, I've never had a why me. I've never questioned it. Even when I was diagnosed with lupus, I actually kind of looked at it as more of a challenge. And I think that's one reason why I'm drawn to CrossFit. Of course, I go for the most challenging sport, like one of the most challenging sports. Um, but yeah, I think I got addicted to the challenge and actually being able to overcome it. So as simple as like when I was first diagnosed, going to the gym, even though I didn't want to, but then realizing that it helped. So seeing that progress is something that I've kind of become addicted to in a sense. Um, but when I was diagnosed too, there were simple things like I think in general, it just made me appreciate life more. And so it was like, okay, I'm going to go out and do what I want to do and experience it as much as I can. And I'm not going to let this stop me. Um, and so far it's worked for me. There have been times where it's like, oh, this sucks. I'm so tired. And, you know, I kind of have to sit back and realize that I'm starting to have negative thoughts and kind of fix that to go forward. Um, but it's having that self-awareness that's made a big difference too. And self-awareness is, is huge. Mm -hmm. uh, I know there's a lot of talk of it these days, and, and Gary Vaynerchuk has done a, a job about raising a lot of awareness around self-awareness. How do you, from a coaching standpoint, because you are working with individuals, are you able to share that story and experience with them so that the people you're working with can start to adopt if they don't already that same mentality? Um, and how are you able to relate that to them in whatever they're currently going through? Um, I would say my biggest thing is to not like no excuses. So someone will come into a CrossFit gym and say, you know, I want to try it, but I'm nervous of this, this and that. And it's like, I immediately find ways to kind of work around that. It's like, uh, or even I had someone come in the other day, they just had knee replacements. Like, that's fine. We could do upper body. We can still 
you in some way to kind of help you get better there. Um, so yeah, it's, my mom likes to say that I just have no sympathy when it's really not that. <laughs> um, it's just that like, when you are presented with the challenge, there's always a way around it. And that's one thing that's great about the CrossFit community, because I feel like as a whole, it kind of pushes that as well. Um, so people come in with that mentality a lot. I do try to share my story when I can. So usually whatever gym I'm coaching at, I will like write about it. I was nervous at first of putting it out there that I had lupus because I didn't want to associate with it and then fall into that, if that makes sense. Um, but when I was able to kind of just like put it out there, it actually didn't have that effect on me. So I'm just like, might as well use it to try to inspire people and make people realize that they can do more than they think they can. Um, it really is. Mindset is huge. Definitely. You know, I, I think that's, that's huge. And that's obviously one of our themes for 2018 is the importance of story and how our stories matter and every individual stories matter because in your case, the people that are out there following you online that you're interacting with in person, they have their own struggles. There's things that they're going through that is outside of their control that they are unable to control or, or impact or change. But what they can change is their attitude and their approach despite the circumstances because in all reality, there's thousands of people out in the world and no matter how big or influential we believe we are, people are watching us and they're influenced and impacted by how we handle certain obstacles and adversity. And so the fact that we realize uh, or that we have the bravery to share our story, what we're struggling with, and, and the fact that we're pursuing greatness in our lives and goals despite those circumstances gives them hope that if they're going through the same thing, they don't have to be the victim of that situation either and they can step out and, and continue to pursue it. So I applaud you for having the courage to to really step out and share that story because there's a lot of times in life people don't want to talk about the things that they're overcoming uh, right. because they don't want to draw attention to themselves but if done the right way, it can be a powerful tool to help inspire and encourage others. So 2018 is kicking off. What are you most excited for and looking forward to this year? Uh, so it's been interesting moving to. So every gym I've been a part of prior to this, I was always one of the better athletes at the gym. Uh, now training with such good athletes, it's hard, it's hard to even know who's the best because it's CrossFit. So obviously people are lifting more or less, and then everyone's good at something else. Um, so that actually has been a challenge as far as mindset goes. So I've really had to focus on me and getting better than I was the day before. Um, I've spent a lot of time on bodybuilding, just building upper body strength. That was the biggest weakness for me. Um, endurance and the Metcons have always been something that's come more naturally. So with that being said, I wasn't doing that for a while. So now I'm starting to ease back into it. Um, so right now it's not feeling the best, but it's open season. So we just had testing. We had a deload. Today was our first day back. Um, so I got to go right into a four-time workout, which was actually a lot of fun getting back into CrossFit. Um, so I'm really excited. It's different. Um, now I have to kind of change up my pacing a bit and realize I could go a little bit further than I would was able to go in the past as far as like upper body strength goes, which is huge when it comes to CrossFit. So having the coaches on the floor watching us have been a game changer. So that's been great. So I'm really excited for this upcoming year. What would you say for someone 
someone that comes across your page and your story, or maybe they listen to this episode and they learn a little bit about you and they're like, I want to follow Megan. I want to learn a little bit more about how she approaches life. What would be the one thing you would want them to see or take away from you? Um, I put you on the spot. I know. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's okay. Um, I mean, yeah, probably just to not like, if you want to do something, there's always a way, like, if you really want it, you can make it happen no matter what it is. You just have to be willing to give it everything you have, um, and not hold back at all. Um, but I haven't come across anything in life that I haven't been able to do. Uh, making regionals took me a long time, but I still was able to do it. And I had a blast with it. And that kind of just furthered it just, yeah, I believe it even more now than it did before. So it's just like, yeah, whatever you want to do in life, you can make happen. You just have to be willing to take the extra effort and take the extra steps to make it happen. I love it. I love it. That is spot on. All right, Meg, somebody wants to follow you. They love this episode. They love what you're about. What, uh, where would you send them? Where online is the best way for them to start following, learn about your story and connect with you? Uh, I post a lot on Instagram. So it'd be at Meg Benz 210. So I post daily on there. Um, Sometimes I'll post quotes, but I also post about my training and stuff I'm doing, the progress I've made, um, things like that. So I like to do a lot of hiking out here. So hiking trails too. <laughs> um, uh, yes, you do. And you've got, yeah. obviously you have quite the, uh, the photography and, and action going on in the gym. So between the hiking and the working out, uh, you've got a pretty active lifestyle that I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty jealous of. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. And it's been obviously a Uh-oh. little bit of an adjustment for you from uh, Chicago and, and the city oh, yeah. <laughs> because you've got a little bit change of scenery and especially this time of year, a little bit change in weather. Yeah, definitely. But I love this. It's cold. It's cooler. So I have to wear a hoodie. But at the same time, like, I don't really miss the snow. I am going home for Christmas, so it'll be nice. But I like it here a lot. So. That's awesome. Well, Meg, I appreciate you joining the show. We're going to link to your links, your social media on the website. Uh, So hopefully you'll, you'll get to continue to inspire people. And then some people listening to the show will be able to jump on and start following you as you have an incredibly successful 2018. Thanks for joining the show. Awesome. Thank you. That's it for another episode of the Better Than Yesterday podcast. Thanks for joining us this week. I I appreciate you as a listener. I appreciate each member of the Compete community, and I'm glad that you tuned in this week, and hopefully you found some value in what we shared and who we brought on and just all the types of content we're out sharing. So if you got feedback, like I said, shoot us a note directly to podcast at competeeveryday.com. Connect with us on social media. Say hi. Tell us you found the podcast. We love connecting with new members of the community. We want to welcome you. Uh, We want to find ways to connect you and equip you with ways that you can be better than yesterday. Have a great week.